0: Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Megan Flood is the founder of Marine Lane, a New York City design and branding studio she founded in 2012. For the last decade, Flood has led a team of creatives who are bonded by a shared love of design and belief in the power it has to connect, inspire, sell, and amuse. Marine Lane, recipient of multiple industry awards, continues to attract a wide array of stellar clients who rave of the quality of work and service provided by a team dedicated to achieving client goals. Flood's agency works with clients like BMW, Columbia University, Comcast, CormTech, Foundation Partners, Hilton, JVC, New York Center for for Autism, No Labels, Ogilvy, Rational 360, RDY, scientific bioprocessing serendipity 3 and the pink stuff the 24-hour 365 days a year commitment that comes with running the business is nothing compared to running after young sons hayden reese and sunny the other 24-hour 365 days a year hi megan welcome to revolutionary woman how are you this morning
1: it's so great to be on your show thank you so much for having me
0: thank you for coming on I really appreciate it I know you're so busy but um I have a bunch of questions so let's get started um so you were born and raised in New York is that true I'm sorry you were born and raised in New York is that true
1: so I w- I'm actually from New Jersey, oh. uh, but our, our office is in um, New York City. But yeah, I'm, I'm a Jersey girl. Oh. I grew, grew up uh, in a small town, Old Japan, New Jersey, about 45 minutes north of uh, Manhattan. Okay. Um, so growing up, we'd, we'd be in New York all the time oh. uh, for, you know, special occasions, shows, right. birthdays, uh, things like that. But um yeah and then I lived in the city for years and then moved back to Jersey. I'm in Hoboken right now. Oh. The, the home of baseball and Frank Sinatra. So oh, how having cool.
0: a ball. That's <laughs> awesome. So what was it like um what was your childhood like growing up in New Jersey?
1: Um so I am the youngest of four uh, which is a, a, you know a really fun dynamic to to be in. My siblings are 12 years older than me, 10 years older than me, and and six years older than wow. me. Wow! Um, so there was a little bit of a a, a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I was able to kind of observe and be around, um, you know, my siblings who I'm I'm really close with mm-hmm. today, and kind of observe, you know, mm-hmm. all of the the funny things that happened, you know, in everyone's lives. Oh. Um, my parents always kind of instilled this idea that. You know, the dinner time was the most important time of the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad would often get home from New York City working a full day, get home at nine o'clock. Oh, wow. um, And we would be eating dinner at nine o'clock. And I'm like six, (sighs) seven years old. (laughs) And everyone else is, you know, in high school or or college or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, just having those dinner table conversations was like, when I think back of my childhood, that's definitely. That stands like my out. my favorite part. Okay, that stands for out. For sure.
0: So, yeah, I read that your father instilled in you a competitive ambition and hard work, and your mom I mean, your mom just wanted you to do something that would make you happy and bring kindness and creativity to the world. Now, were those lessons instilled with your siblings as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, my, um, my dad, super hardworking, um, and always kind of pushed all of us to you know, do what you like to do, but, but, you know, do the best that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. He was, he was always saying, do the best you can. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we, we really took that to heart. And my parents, um, I I feel so fortunate, you know, they were, they're such great parents and instilled, you know, so many great values, um, in all of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just, we didn't want to disappoint them. Mm -hmm. That was like the worst part. So, you know and my mom was so she's um she was a preschool teacher for for over 25 years oh, wow. um so she you know she was she's so great with kids uh-huh. and really instilled the idea of you know just being a kind person mm. and, and she's like the nicest person I've uh-huh. I've ever met is my mom Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it was a nice balance having the both of them wow. uh you know growing up are
0: they both still alive Yes. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So, do you see how you know how they have um, instilled those those lessons within you? Do you still see them upholding them even now?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny to kind of see my parents where they are now because for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, working hard at work, mm-hmm. um, raising us. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all about the kids. Right. And now they're in this season of their life that they kind of get to enjoy things a little bit more. Uh-huh. They're traveling all the time. You oh, never them. know where they are in the world.
0: <laughs> good for them. So,
1: <laughs> you know, I kind of get to see that. Um, you know they're, they're enjoying they're enjoying this phase of their life and kind of showing us mm. um, to enjoy every moment.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So I read that at 17, you had planned on playing field hockey in college, but something happened after two days of college preseason. Can you please share that story?
1: Yeah. So, so growing up, I, I was all about sports and art, mm. but it was mostly sports when I got into middle school and high school mm. and I was dead set on pe- playing a sport in college. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, I would be taking pitching lessons, you know, field hockey camps, you name it. It was my number one focus. Mm -hmm. Um, I did well in school, but really I was all about where am I going to play in college? Mm -hmm. It was not, you know, the the, the name of the school or, you know, where I went wasn't as important to me at the time Mm -hmm. as where am I going to play? So fast forward to, you know, I'm going to play field hockey at this small school. In Boston, and the second day of preseason, so classes hadn't even started, there was nobody on campus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I get hurt,
0: Ooh.
1: and I'm like, oh god, mm. um, you know, stress fracture. And I'm like, well, what am I, you know, now I'm going to be out the whole season, mm. and where am I? What have I done? Mm. <laughs> so I kind of, uh, begs my parents on the second day or maybe it might have been even the first day to pick me up oh, wow. they said no and then <laughs> the second day I was like you gotta come get me." Uh-huh. so they came and picked me up um because during one of the early preseason days you know they you have an advisor where you're going over that your schedule mm-hmm. and and I was like oh wow I'm not taking any art classes here mm-hmm. um I'm not taking any art classes. I'm not, you know, now I'm hurt. Mm. W- what am I doing? Right. So <laughs> I, I was devastated. I mean, it was, I was so confused. Oh, here's all my friends. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I came back home and they're leaving to go to college mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm at home now and I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So right. my parents really encouraged me to just take a gap year right. and work Okay and, think about what I was going to do. So that's, that's exactly what I did. I took uh, classes at a local college Mm -hmm. and um, you know, it was really during that time where I got to think about, all right, now that kind of sports isn't my 100% focus, what do I really want to do? And that was, you know, the art path. So I, um, so I um, (laughs) applied to university of Michigan uh, school of art and design Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's ultimately where I went.
0: Yeah. So how did that discovery of you deciding to go to the School of Art and Design affect the choices you made?
1: So my sister went there, mm-hmm. um, my oldest sister. And I remember going to visit her. I was like eight or, eight years old, nine years old. And I had like the best time mm-hmm. there. But I kind of wrote it off because I thought, you know, I can't play a sport there. They're Division One. Mm-hmm and you know it's too big for me and so when I was kind of and my parents are always like just look at Michigan why don't you look at Michigan <laughs> right and I'm like no 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 and you know when I was home I was like you know what maybe I will mm-hmm. check it out mm-hmm. so I I went there and I got to to understand that the art school is 100 kids mm. you know it's a small program within a large university mm-hmm. and I was like this could be a, like the perfect fit I could find my way and I had the best, um, you know, feeling when I was in the town and, um, so they invited me in for a portfolio review and, you know, I was so excited when I got in because, you know, it's, um, it's, it was like a small school and a big school. So, so many opportunities to kind of get involved in clubs and things that I normally wouldn't have.
0: Okay, so you are the founder and CEO of Marine Lane. Can you tell me what Marine Lane is about and what prompted you to create it?
1: Yeah, so Marine Lane is a 11-person uh, uh, creative firm. Uh, we're based in Manhattan, and we are I started the firm 10 years ago, wow. and we specialize in anything visual and creative design. Okay. So if that's uh, branding identity, website design, Mm -hmm. infographics, marketing campaigns, messaging, storytelling, Mm. um, you know, packaging design. And the team is a group of just super talented designers, creatives that are so passionate about what we do. And Mm. we work across so many different disciplines, whether it be Automotive, uh, energy, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. Um, you know, consumer B2B. So every day is completely different mm-hmm. uh, from working on ice cream packaging mm-hmm. to carbon capture. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so cool. it keeps things really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, and I, I started the firm kind of, it happened organically. Oh,
0: yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, sorry. You, how, so what? What was the idea behind creating Marine Lane? Why, why did you create it?
1: So I, I created Marine Lane. So after college, I worked at a um, PR agency mm-hmm. uh, called uh, Maloney & Fox, mm-hmm. And I worked there. Um, it was probably like a 30-person firm at the time. They had no creative. Mm-hmm. But I loved the people. I loved, like, I felt like the the, the team was super smart. Mm-hmm. The leaders were amazing. Um, Brian Maloney and Margie Fox and I just felt like this is a place that I could thrive Mm -hmm. and so I just I I, you know I joined and was an intern there and I spoke to Margie Fox and I said you know I'd love to she's like what's your dreams I was like I'd like to run an art department here run a design division instead of you guys sending the work out Mm -hmm. to design firms you know I could do it and so that's exactly what happened Uh um you know, three years in, I was uh, created this art department, mm-hmm. and I love Malonia Fox. I would still be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, such a great place. But um, they they sold the firm oh. uh, to to a larger agency, okay. and that's when I thought, you know what? Maybe you know, I have this experience building this little uh, department here. Maybe I can go off on my own, and,
0: and that's what I did. That's awesome. So, was there an aha moment for you when you thought, huh? I think it's my time to do this.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we were working on this one project at Maloney and Fox
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, for No Labels, uh, which is a bipartisan organization. And we were doing the the book design and I was showing Margie Fox. I said, this is, you know, for this design of this book, mm-hmm it would be awesome to do illustrations that kind of looked like this mm-hmm. and we could design it this way. And I had these visions. I'm like, but I just, I'm not the, the type of illustration I'd want to go with is, is different than, than what I can do. And look at this up and coming illustrator from Italy. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Margie was like, well, why don't we work with her? <sighs> and I was like, I, 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 like just coming from college where you're kind of yeah. like focused on your own work <laughs> right, and you right, have to do it all, right. I was like, oh my God, we can collaborate. So ah. that totally opened my mind to reaching out ah. to Olympia Zagnoli. She's like, you know, super famous now, but we got to collaborate on um, this project mm-hmm. and it opened my eyes to think, oh, wow, I can collaborate with literally anyone around the world mm. So I felt confident when I started Marine Lane that I had at my disposal mm-hmm. a team of people around the world. You know, right now we have 10 uh, uh, yeah, 10 full-time people at Marine Lane, mm-hmm. but we're always collaborating with people around the world. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I mean your client roster is pretty impressive. BMW, Serendipity, to Columbia University, to New York City, Autism Charter School. So what attracts you to these clients, and how do you determine they're the right fit for you?
1: So I think, you know, it really comes down to um, the people behind Mm. uh, the company and who we're working with. Mm -hmm. I find that we've really lucked out that many of our clients are so passionate about what they do. It, it just kind of just comes through and mm-hmm. whatever it is, it could be a PowerPoint deck, mm-hmm. it could be a packaging project, but our clients are so um, excited mm-hmm. about the possibilities. Um, and we become kind of an extension of who they are. We become oh. their marketing art department. Right. So it's really making sure that it it gels a lot of times we will work on a small project for somebody Mm -hmm. and then it'll kind of just organically flow from there where we become an extension of, of them Hmm. um, and help out in whatever creative needs they may have. Uh But um, we're always looking for, you know, great collaborators Mm -hmm. and, you know, startups, nonprofits mm-hmm. fortune 500 companies we love the range mm-hmm. like we and honestly in this phase of life mm-hmm. where you know i was talking to my colleagues and we're thinking you know it, it would be amazing to do the branding for maybe a company that uh isn't as glamorous as like a nike mm-hmm. so we we just did a branding project for a logistics company and it was so much fun yeah. and it's like, you know what, the more kind of, it's you know, even though it sounds on the boring side, that's what we love, right. is bringing to life right. any type of business.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I read is that your company specializes in curiosity. That's interesting. So, what does that mean for you?
1: So, because we, we work across so many different mediums mm-hmm. and um, industries, mm-hmm. we like have to love what we're working on. Mm -hmm. So right now we're working um, uh, for a company that is doing carbon capture. Mm -hmm. So we become totally immersed in the topic. We listen to all the podcasts, Mm -hmm. Ted talks, Mm -hmm. you name it. We, because all of us here are just innately curious and I'm always encouraging the team to take, to keep uh, taking classes because it really doesn't stop, right. you know, when yeah. you graduate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I'm taking a writing course right now. Oh, that's awesome. I'm taking, yeah, just learning the team, all of us just learned, um, you know, AI. Oh, so, we're incorporating Dolly cool. in a lot of our projects. So, huh. it's really fun to kind of embrace the new technologies. And it's not only, you know, critical mm-hmm. because we need to be on the cutting edge, but it's so much fun. Right to learn the latest software and the latest topics uh, that our clients are in.
0: Yeah, and then from that, you generate more, you know, attraction of clients towards you because you kind of differentiate yourself from other agencies, other firms, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah. And we always say we become emotionally invested in in the client success because we we really do. Mm. Like, if there's a big presentation and we helped with, you know, a slide deck for an investor presentation. Mm-hmm. We, we like, we care so much Really, like, how did it go? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, because to us it's beyond, you know, it's a very relationship oriented um, industry right. that we're in. So, right. you know, it's all personal relationships. I love
0: that. Okay. So having the company that is woman led, have you experienced bias towards you and how did you handle that?
1: You know, I, I, I have been so grateful that I've been around uh women leaders mm-hmm. like Margie Fox who have really uh, kind of guided me and, and led the way and mm-hmm. and how to kind of navigate business as a woman mm-hmm. and so just having these mentors has been so amazing um in kind of navigating that and I will say like um like I'm on the, you know, a few different women in business uh, initiatives and programs, and just connecting with women and and learning about their business is so fulfilling to me. I mean, our agency is all women mm, <laughs> except for one. I love it. Uh, one guy, right? I love it. Um, but you know, it's it's so it's so much fun to be around smart women, and um, you know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, okay, so as a predominantly male industry, how do you see yourself um, differently from other design and branding firms?
1: I think it really comes down to, uh, like, how emotionally invested we are mm-hmm. in, in the work. Like, we're so uh, obsessed with, with doing a great job and the clients doing a great job and mm-hmm. um, that, that's really all we, we focus on okay. is is doing great work right. and, and, and you know that resonates
0: okay so do you think that there's not enough women led companies especially in the industry you're in
1: Yeah there's just not enough that you know especially in the creative, uh, world, mm-hmm. there is such a small percentage. I, I think I was reading it's three oh percent women owned um, in design. Wow. So definitely, there's not enough, yeah. and should be, you know,
0: yeah, it should be <laughs> higher for sure, much higher than
1: that. So it should be.
0: Why do you? you why? Know, way
1: beyond. So, so
0: why do you think that is, though? If you can guess,
1: you know. I'm not sure Mm. because I feel like it should be happening and, you know, it's just, you know, making sure that um, women feel confident and heard. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try to do here Mm -hmm. is just instill that here, Um, you know, and, and uh, a few women that I worked with over the years, they've gone on to start their own business Mm. and that makes me so fulfilled and happy and, that's what I love to see is like the next generation of women rising and, you know, opening up their own businesses and supporting, uh, women businesses every day in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, you know, I try to do that, you know, beyond work, Mm -hmm. um, you know, try to support women owned businesses. Um, that's awesome.
0: Just in every day. That's awesome. So, was there ever a time when you thought you needed to do something that would affect your your life and others?
1: Um, in design, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Um, others, um, hmm, let me think about this. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I think everything we do at marine lane we we want to make an impact mm-hmm. um we we actually did um the design work for the california arts and music public school initiative oh, wow. and we uh the goal was to raise uh, a million signatures uh-huh. um, to be on the ballot and, and it did pass wow. uh, in november that's amazing and So we were able to uh you know, work on that and the branding of that project Uh to kind of galvanize and uh, attract people to the mission Mm -hmm. and get signatures and and all of that. And working on that was truly um, a dream Mm. because art in schools and music is is so critical, Um, having that creative outlet in schools. So contributing to that, that was like a dream project where we're like, wow, our work can really affect yeah people stopping at the supermarkets to get a signature because that's still how it goes Mm. with getting on the ballot so we really felt like wow this could have such an important impact and it meant so much to all of us personally that's
0: amazing and the fact that it passed i mean you must feel so good knowing that you know your work was um was able to um make that happen
1: yeah it it was like a, a total dream project i think it was definitely a uh, uh, an amazing uh, initiative to be a part of for sure. That's
0: awesome. So, who would you credit for where you are now?
1: You know, my family has uh, always been so supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, my my husband Tim, when I was th- we've been together since high school. Oh wow. And since uh since I said, you know, I think I'm gonna go off on my own, he was the first to say, Well, let's get going. Go ahead. Like get started. That's awesome. So he was definitely uh the the person in the beginning who staying up all night with me, Mm -hmm. helping with billing, helping with all of that. Mm -hmm. Um my dad helping me, you know, figure out accountants and how to make an LLC and mm. on all of that mm-hmm. paperwork um, and my um, colleagues and partners um, Hannah Hillier and Margie Fox mm-hmm. are critical to the success of Marine Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah joined Marine Lane eight years ago and she leads all of our creatives so she's such an an amazing uh, woman and. She brings such uh, emotion to her design. Mm -hmm. And Margie Fox, who I worked for at Maloney and Fox, Mm -hmm. she, you know, she was deciding her next phase of her career. She's 60. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I said, Would you come work for me now? Uh, So we call it Boomerang Bosses. I Um, love that. So she's been my uh, mentor throughout and kind of guiding me and um, being so. Uh, positive in terms of you know how to run
0: this business. That's awesome. I love that because you it's like really you are helping each other out and it's you know now you get to um, experience and explore more of what you learned from her and you know after what you after working with her and for her now you're able to like really help each other out. That's really cool.
1: Totally. And she has, you know, I, I hope to one day have a job like hers because she, she, you know, she has a very flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. She travels mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. you know, she, she helps with new business mm-hmm. That's awesome. and development. Um, So a lot of what she does, it's not in the office. Right. It's, you know, just being out in the world and she loves it because it's not as grueling as like, a, you know, as, as running the business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it works out for, for both of us, because I get the benefit of her expertise and years of knowledge. Right.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: So it's, it's a really great.
0: Uh, it's a great, great thing. Oh, Cool. So going forward, what are your personal goal, goals? Or is there something you haven't yet done that you would like to do?
1: Yeah, I think we'd love to continue to grow the firm, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with smartly, like we want to bring on additional teammates that are as emotionally invested as, as, as the rest of us here. We want to dive into other industries that we aren't in now, Mm -hmm. um. And we want to kind of continue collaborating with, with great people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then personally, I have three little boys, so just showing, (laughs) just showing them, you know, what's possible and getting them, uh, involved and showing them more of what I do is, is also a goal. I want them to see, um, you know, they get to see it some days when I'm working from home, but My oldest is six now, so he's really starting to understand what I do, huh. which is very cool. That's awesome. But I want to just keep keep showing them, you know, how, how they can pursue their dreams, mm-hmm. too, um, just by kind of involving them more
0: That's in so the cool. That's really cool. I love that. So um, if anyone wanted to know more about you and Marine Lane, how would they go about it?
1: So you could check out our website, MarineLane.com, um, and follow us on Instagram um, at MarineLane, M-A-R-I-N-E-L-A-N-E.
0: Okay. Is there anything you would like to say to my listeners?
1: Um, just, you know, thank you for having me. I think it's amazing what you're doing, Tess, oh, like you. over 100 episodes. <laughs> I, like, yeah. just hearing all of the guests you've had on for all of the years has been so inspiring to me mm-hmm. and um, you know it it really gets me in a great space whenever I listen to one of your episodes oh, so thank thanks you. for having me oh
0: my gosh thank you yeah it, it's really I love that I can um, open up this platform to women such as yourself who are making such a huge difference out there you know and it, it, it's just a way for me to highlight you know what what every woman is doing out there in the world because nine times out of ten, I wouldn't know unless, you know, unless they're on the show um, or unless I do my research. So how, how um, I'm pretty, I'm so grateful that I have this platform so I can showcase, you know, these incredible women like yourself who have like made strides out in industries that have been mostly male dominated or have not been really paid attention to so it's great you know it's, it's it goes yeah. it goes both ways because it's a way for me to connect with women and really like you know find out what was what what are they passionate about and why they do what they do so
1: yeah and and I love the variety of people you have <sighs> in the industries they work in yeah. it's so vast yeah
0: too. well you know what there's there's one of everything out there, right? So why not explore right. w- what they are and and who they are and and tell their story. Have their, have them tell their story. So, but um, okay. So if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Ooh, okay.
1: Um, I would say. I think. Early on, Mm -hmm. um, when I was was starting the business, I would easily uh, get upset about things that didn't go well. Mm -hmm. Um, I would harp on things. I would um, get too uh, down about certain things that were happening. And at the end of the day, it was just um, not the best way to approach certain things. Mm -hmm. I mean... The, uh, running a business there's always going to be ups and downs yeah. so over the years I've learned to just you gotta move on mm. like if, if you overthink about what went wrong right. I mean I would never sleep again yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so I'm just you know uh if I had to change I, I mean it helped me learn that now though mm-hmm. so um it was important that I went through it but it was also just a waste of of being you know, down about things that were out of my control and that were just lessons I've learned. So I guess it just comes part of the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay, so my last question is, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: I would say, okay, let me think about this. I think it's important to just because you're not uh, the best person at what you're doing in the room at the time. So, say it's in class and you're, you're in a, a class and you're not like the superstar in the class, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean, but you like that subject. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that you can't keep going and and pursuing that? I think I see now um, with my kids and just being around, um, you know, different uh, classes and and sports and things that people tend to kind of like bucket their child. Or maybe if you're not the best at something, you kind of abandon it Mm -hmm. because there's people better than Mm -hmm. you. Um, but I think the advice I would give is if you love it, just keep going at it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I would doubt myself
0: mm.
1: uh, throughout the way thinking, you oh, know, there's people so much better than me. Uh. Like why, why should I do that? Right. Like I, I shouldn't, uh-huh. um, they can just do it. But I think um, just, if you just have a, something you love, just sticking, sticking with it. Mm. And um, you know, even if it's not your primary, um, you know, what you do for work, Mm -hmm. just keep it up. If it's a hobby, because it gives you so much joy, so why stop? Um, Just because there's people that are better than, there will always be somebody better Mm -hmm. at you than that. Mm -hmm. So just do it for yourself.
0: I love that. Wow. Okay. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your stories with us and for doing what you're doing with Marine Lane. I'm so I'm so grateful that um, we got connected and I love that you're doing such impactful work out there, you know, with all of these different clients you have. It's very, it's very, I guess it's very eclectic and and you use that word in your site, which is what I I love because eclectic is so, um, it's varied, but it's also like so different in a good way. Right. Because you you really try to um, provide services for clients that you probably wouldn't even think about, you know, but you want to be able to help them out as best as you can. And that's what you're doing. So I appreciate that. So you'll keep going. You know, it's it's awesome because there's so many um, clients out there that probably you'll be able to you'll still be able to attract and just, you know, do the work that you love to do. So, thank you for that. And, um, you know, I, I. Well,
1: thank you so much for, for having me. Mm. And it was so nice speaking with you Same and here. being part of uh, the show. Oh,
0: thank you. And, and uh, you know, please keep me posted with whatever you're doing, with um, your future projects. And with that, you know, have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ted. Okay, bye bye. <clears throat> our show for today. I've posted more information about Megan Flood on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast Just a little note I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department, he wrote this. The address is Patreon.com/RevWoman.